Can the Texas A&M offensive line be an upgrade in 2022 on this episode of the Locked On Aggies podcast? You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Aggies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Joey Ikes. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We are talking about offensive line today. And offensive line is one of those positions that for so long, maybe it's the advent of fantasy football at the NFL level and things like that. Offensive line just doesn't get the credit overall that it gets or that it deserves in terms of how important the offensive line is um, to the overall success of the team just imagine teams that you know of who have had really great offensive lines and then imagine trying to find one of those teams that has a really good offensive line that is just really bad on offense you might have one or two really good offensive line men on a team who are who is really bad you know at the nfl level joe thomas and the uh Cleveland Browns rings true there, where Joe Thomas was unbelievable for a long time. But because of how bad the rest of the team was, he, he played like an all-pro, going Hall of Fame type player, um, and the rest of the team was just terrible. But if you have a really good offensive line unit, five guys from left tackle to right tackle all the way across, you're more than likely going to have a pretty good offensive team, even if some of the other guys on your team are limited. They just facilitate so many more things. If the offensive line can open up holes, can move people in the running game, average or above average running backs can succeed in the running game. And if the offensive line can provide extremely solid protection, eventually even a, an average or above or below average quarterback and average or so skill position players are going to be able to get open, find guys open, be able to execute. On the opposite side of that coin, if you don't have a good offensive line, it becomes immensely more difficult for even elite players at other positions to be able to execute in the way that they need to. And that's why it's so important for this offensive line for AM in 2022 to be an upgrade over what they had in 2021, which was an up and down unit. A lot of that had to do with injuries. A lot of that had to do with shuffling in the lineup as a result of injuries. Um, but this group has to be really good. Um, and most of the time, people are going to talk about tackle as the first position you need to talk about on the offensive line. I have a different approach. To me, the center 
is the most important player on the offensive line. If you have a really good center, it's very difficult to have a really bad offensive line. So AM brings back a freshman All-American from 2021, Bryce Foster, back into the fold who played center last year. There were some injuries that forced him into action, but he played, played very well, turns around and goes and participates with the A&M track and field team as a discus and shot put thrower, makes Bruce Feldman's annual freaks list for incredible athletes at the college football level. Um, he comes back in as what we assumed would be the established starter who would immediately plug in with the first team. But he missed most of spring ball because of track and field. Uh, and then at the start of fall camp, he gets sick. And so he misses the first few days of first week or so of camp and goes through the acclimation period. And then we as spectators, as analysts who follow the Aggies, expect him to, after a day or two, plug back into the first team offensive line and, and away we go from there. But that's not what has happened. Matt Wyckoff, who took all of those first string reps, is a red shirt freshman, I believe. Um, took all those first team reps in the spring. Then took all those first team reps while Bryce was out being ill in the start of the fall. And has continued to take the first team reps since Bryce Foster has come back from that illness. Do we have a legitimate position battle? At center, um, maybe. Um, I tend to think probably not. I tend to think Bryce Foster eventually winds up back in the lineup as the starting center. Um, but at the very least, you have Wyckoff, a guy who has now gotten tons of work with the first-team offense, tons of work with some of the guys who are going to be playing guard next to him, all those sorts of things who now has all this experience in practice that if for some reason Bryce Foster has to um, has to come out of a game, has to miss a game in this world that we live in right now, those things can happen um, much more unexpectedly than you might would think in, in a normal seat, in a normal, what had has been normal before pre 2020 uh, world. So ultimately Bryce Foster more than likely it's going to be your starting center and he's going to be really good at it. And Matt Wyckoff is just going to be a very high end backup who has now a ton of reps with the first team group. And one of the things that is interesting about this dynamic of first team center, second team center is normally you want your first team center working with your first team quarterback so that they get those reps so that they see the game the same way. A lot of times the center is very responsible for calling the protections for the offensive line, putting guys where they need to be, identifying players on the defense, who the Mike linebacker is, which may not be the necessarily the middle linebacker for the defense, but it's who the offensive line is identifying the Mike linebacker as so that they can set the sides of their protection, determine a lot of times that Mike guy is, is the extra person that the offensive line has to block in a protection or – they may have to block the offensive line may have the four down lineman plus the the strong side linebacker, which is really just the first threat 
to the out to the strong side or the closed side of the offense from middle linebacker. Sometimes it's the Mike, sometimes it's the Sam, sometimes it's the Will, sometimes it, it depends. But uh, but by identifying the Mike, it helps them identify all the other players that who are potential threats to the protection. So the center and the quarterback being able to see those things the same way and identifying them the same way is really important. So normally getting those reps together is very important for having the first team center and the first team quarterback. But AM happens to have a quarterback battle going on where for the most part, and according to Jimbo Fisher and they're counting reps, so they'll probably know this better than anybody else up to now, Max Johnson and Haynes King, the two most likely candidates to be the first team, the starting quarterback have taken the exact same number of first team reps and the exact same number of second team reps. So that means that these centers have each taken the exact same number of reps with Haynes King and with Max Johnson. So it should be relatively easy once the quarterback battle is settled and once we get to the point where Jimbo and Coach Adazio decide, okay, Bryce is our starter. He's going to go back to the starting lineup. Matt is going to move back to the second group. Once they get to that point, if they get there, it should be relatively easy for them to slide that in because they've each gotten reps with the quarterback already. Before we get to the rest of the offensive line, I'm going to tell you guys about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. BetOnline.net. Head there today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. As we move out from the center position, we move to the other interior offensive line positions, which is the guards, of course. Um, AM has a very tall uh, duty at guard this year to replace um, Kenyon Green, who was a multiple year starter for AM and was a first round draft pick, picked 15th overall by the Houston Texans this year. Uh, that battle is taking place at left guard. Uh, and the two guys who are most uh, most prominent in that battle right now, it seems like, according to reports from practices, is Aki Ogunbi and Jordan Moko. So Aki, we've talked about before, he's a guy who has taken, who took snaps at tackle while we were waiting on Trey Zoon to recover from an illness that kept him out early in camp as well. Um, so he took a lot of reps at tackle, which is going to be really good for development for him to get that cross training and really good for AM as a program to have a guy with inside outside flexibility on the left side. 
Uh, the guy he's competing against is Jordan Moko, um, the former Australian uh, or the Australian who is a former rugby player who transferred to or who came to a junior college in and then transferred to AM and um, last year. Uh, Jordan is uh, the reviews for Jimbo or from Jimbo from camp so far for Aki and for Jordan have been very, very positive. Um, whether it's really hard at this point to determine exactly who the starter is going to be. Aki has gotten a lot of the work inside at guard since Trey Zoon came back. Um, but that could just be that they feel like Jordan got so many of those reps during that time when Trey was out that Aki needs those reps to catch up at guard uh, in terms of the number of reps that they're taking. Or it could be that Aki's the guy and we'll find that out pretty soon. Uh, on the right side is Layden Robinson. He is as solid as it gets at the right guard spot. He is going to to lock that spot up. He's been he's missed most of camp so far, but he's one of those guys that we've talked about a few times. That really the thing we're most concerned about with Layden is just getting him to week one. If we can get him to week one healthy, not injured, ready to play, he will be fine. But if you try to push him too fast or if he's got some bumps and bruises and you get him out there and maybe he aggravates something, and now we're talking about a month or two before he's able to play, and we don't know necessarily what the injury is or what the situation is that's keeping him out of practice, but he has been out. Um, but he's – all the preseason accolades, the preseason All-American list, the preseason All-Conference list, he's the guy who has been receiving that notoriety over the course of the preseason. Um, he's going to be very good um, at the right guard position for AM in 2022 if he's healthy. Uh, it should be very, very solid on that side of the line, uh, and we'll talk about the right tackle here in a few minutes as well. That right side of the line should be extremely solid, and then the left side is really where the questions come. And uh, and But we've talked about a couple of the options at guard, and we'll talk about the tackle here in a little bit as well. Uh, I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Aggies your first listen every day. The ultimate college football preview is here. It's a seven-episode preview with college experts, local team experts, and Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything you need to be ready for the college football season in one spot. Search for on Ultimate Football Preview in your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Give that a listen. Now we're going to go outside to the tackle position. Um, this is a group that it's a overall this offensive line group is a really young group, um, but it's one that's full of talent, full of huge upside. Um, Trey Zoon is the guy who is projected to be the starter at left tackle. Um, He's redshirt freshman, comes from Colorado, was a four-star recruit. Uh, these offensive tackles, guys, are massive. Trey Zoon is a six-foot-six, 320-pound, that's where he's listed at by the Aggies, offensive tackle. Just massive dude, massive length, uh, very athletic. Reports coming out of practices during bowl season last year were that he looked – very good in the bowl season and likely would have gotten the start in the bowl game had they played it. He followed that up with a strong spring. And after he missed some time with an illness early in camp, 
he has continued that into the fall. He's got some refinement work to do as a pass protector, but he's ready to be the starting left tackle for an SEC football team, according to the reports from camp that we get. Um, at the right side is Ruben Fathery. He's a sophomore. He played last year, started nine games as a true freshman. And what we talked about Trey Zoon being massive, and we're going to pump that up even a little bit more. Deuce, as they call him, six foot eight, 325 pounds. Just an absolute massive, massive, massive human being. I told you he played, started nine games last year, freshman all conference last year from the coaches. Football Writers Association of America and the athletic freshman All-American last year played extremely well against Alabama, who has Will Anderson rushing off the edge, who is going to be a top two pick, and he may not be number two in the 2023 NFL draft coming up next spring. And um, and Ruben sent him to his room for most of the game last, uh, last year against Alabama. So – that right side, like I said, between Fathery and Robinson is going to be very, very solid. We believe that the center position is going to be very solid. Bryce Foster's a proven commodity there. The questions really come on the left side, not necessarily because of a lack of talent on the left side, but just a lack of experience and a lack of uh, time and exposure that we've had to these guys. Um, at the position, in terms of backups, there's a couple of guys who are really notable that I really wanted to make sure that I mentioned. Uh, Demetrius Brownover um, is a tight end convert who he, reports coming out are that they see this guy as somebody who has a limitless ceiling as a tackle. He may be a year or two away from being ready to uh, play at the CC level at with that level of quality, but the ceiling is there. The potential is unbelievable. Similar story for P.J. Williams, who is a, uh, a freshman from Dickinson High School, and he was about two – he was listed by 24-7 as about 280, 285. They can actually list him at 285 right now on their website. But uh, the report is that he weighed recently about 296, so he's pushing up to about 300 pounds. He's a former basketball star, so we, you know and understand the athleticism that comes with that. Uh, just, again, just massive human beings who have extreme athletic ability and extreme potential at the tackle position. Um, everything looks really promising for a and in the offensive transition. This group should be an upgrade from what they had in 2021, even if that just means that they're able to stay healthy the year and they have the same group um, and there's some upside there to have a very very strong group uh, thanks so much for joining me today you can find me on twitter at joey ice you can read my writing about all things texas and related over at aggieswire.usatoday.com you can follow the show on twitter at locked on Ag